Hey everybody, Chad here. Thanks for tuning back in. Couple of things before the show starts. Uh, number one, um, again, Acme, we added a show. I'm supposed to be there the fourth through the sixth. We added a show on the third, that Wednesday. If you want tickets, please grab them. I know they're going fast. And there's only uh, there's only a certain number of tickets because they're being very, very careful in there. They're social distancing. Um, I want to warn you, you can't buy drinks after 10. That's that's just a, um, a rule. And so but what you can do is you can get six beers or two carafes at 959 and ride that bitch out. That's what I would do. Not saying I have a problem, but that's what, how I handle my drinking when there are rules involved. Um, also, guess what? They said it couldn't be done. Mike Cronin says I'm bringing some heat. So we're recording with him today. I can't wait. Um, finally, it's going to come to fruition. All this waiting, all this worrying, all this whining is done. So sit back, relax. I think we have some great stories headed your way. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Thanks for coming back on a great Monday. Uh, listen, God, we did it again. We talked to Cronin. I talked to him for an hour and a half. Still nothing worked. I don't know what to tell you. So I had uh, to call one of my oldest friends, and I don't mean oldest his age. I mean, from the time I pretty much started, um, we became friends in comedy. Let me start over. From the time I started in comedy, we became friends. We're not just friends in comedy, we're, we're friends in real life. But I want to uh, introduce you to one of my favorite comedians that has ever walked planet Earth. It is Ian Bag. Well, hi. <laughs> I was expecting a better intro. No, <laughs> that we can mention that. Well, no. I, th I think that your intro is going to be throughout the entire. Oh, is that, I, because I, was, I was just as soon as you started, I was like, oh, first I felt old, and then I was just like, I'm not going to equal up to funny. And then if Cronin can't even tell a story, I'm lost because. Well, yeah, Cronin is struggling. I think he feels a lot of pressure now. He he's got a lot of stories in him. <laughs> So the first the first time I ever met you, what? What? Now I I saw you do stand up when I drove with my friend Eric to go get his brother Brady from Hartford, Connecticut, because he went to Trinity College out there. We stopped in New York and we waited in line to go see David Letterman, like outside in the morning, uh -huh. uh, to get extra tickets. And then we went to a comedy club, and there you were, and we laughed our asses off. Sweet. And then I saw you on Dr. Katz, which is an affirmation to anyone ever in the comedy world that someone is absolutely outstanding at their craft. And also the pinnacle of my career. Just, just to let you know, just nothing but downhill from there. I, <laughs> that is not. Just, just, like, just like, whoa, we are on it. We're just, we're going to the moon. And I'm like, the moon moved. The moon moved. We missed the moon. <laughs> we, how'd we miss the goddamn moon? That's exactly how it felt after Dr. Katz is like, oh, shit, we're going to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for people that don't know Dr. Katz, I mean, he interviewed yeah. the greatest of the greats. I had no idea how I ended up on there. I'm sure they're looking for Michael Ian Black. 
and I somehow <laughs> ended up on, which has happened a couple of times. I've been to it's like auditions. They're like, huh, okay. And I'm like, oh, you're looking for Michael Ian Black. And oh, I'm like, well, you're a dumbass, aren't you? <laughs> it's just two names, Ian Bag. Yeah, yeah. So, so we met, I was hosting at, in Grand Forks, North oh, Dakota. One of my favorite New Year's ever. And you came there for New Year's Eve because it was Y2K. Right. And, you, and I remember you saying that you saw somewhere that the expert said, if shit goes down, you want to be somewhere where it, there's not going to be too much trouble. So you picked Northern North Dakota. It was one of the like, one of the gigs I was offered. I was like, oh, that's in the middle of nowhere. I'll take that. And then and then you guys are all like, oh, all the missiles are here. So if anything goes down, we're dead. And I'm just yeah. Like, yeah. Because everyone looked at you and they were like, uh, the Air Force base is here. One of the. One of the few. <laughs> so it was very funny. But man, I remember that because you had to leave stage one show because you said you had water bum. You're you're Canadian and, uh, and sometimes you throw out Canadian phrases. I completely forgot about water bum and that well, was, I didn't. That wasn't one show. That was four. Do you remember that was New Year's Eve where we were doing four shows in two yeah. different we we're going yeah because everybody was rotating you're rotating rooms and, and everything else but i remember you left the stage and you said folks i gotta go i have water bum and everyone started laughing so hard and i thought i i was up there to learn from headliners so i wrote down awesome. somewhere i wrote down somewhere that i have to get a book of canadian phrases <laughs> That's so funny. I, you know, it's funny. Water bum, it just, oh, it just, it's diarrhea if anybody doesn't know what water bum is. Um, and where I grew up was a little bit hillbilly and a little bit more Canadian than other places. So we just kind of, we just, we had some phrases that didn't make sense at all. And water bum was one of them. <laughs> um, and I, I had the water bum like you wouldn't believe. But you know, it's funny is I've been living down here now. Now I watch the um, uh, Letter Kenny and, sure. and I'm just like, fuck are these weirdos talking about that's how, i was i was the original one of those guys i came down here and was water bumming it up and <laughs> you absolutely could have hung out in letter kenny oh absolutely and then uh at the at the end of the whole week we go to a place my one of my favorite places to eat ever is called the red pepper <laughs> yeah you like you were bragging about, we got to take you there. We got to go there. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because it, it has, they put taco meat on grinders with a special like peppery ranch sauce. It's unbelievable, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is it still there? It is. Yeah. And now they have a, another location in Grand Forks and one in Fargo, North Dakota. It's expanding. Good for them. Good for them. Absolutely. And then a guy walks in. He's got beers in his pockets. He's intoxicated. And he slaps you in the face. Well... It wasn't that he was at the show. Do you remember that? Yeah, we so we did a show for about 14 people the day after New Year's. I think that's what it was. Right. Didn't we have to do January 1st as well? Like it was some yeah. sort of weird place. And you'd been there for like three months or something like that. So yeah, sure. it, was our, it was our last night and I realized that I'm probably pretty fresh in America. So I'm I'm still I'm still on like a work visa, an 01 work visa. I'm very nervous about being there. And I'm like, I'm in America. It's going to be fantastic. Everything's going to go right. But you have to be you have to be a good, upstanding citizen. And I'm like, I'm believing that shit still. So <laughs> so the guy walks in and I I'd, I'd, I'd had some sort of conversation with him back and forth during the show and and his and his the, the group that he was with and these people came in and i remember this clearly because i was just like 
I should have I should have punched that guy, but I I wanted to like it later on. But so his friends were having fun, but he was cranky. You remember that? His, Absolutely. His, and he was just staring at our table. And we're having these crazy sandwiches. And and uh, and he came over to the table and just kind of leaned on the table and he slapped me. And I was just so confused. I was just like, first of all, I was just like, what was it? 1812? Like, I've just been challenged <laughs> to a duel. And then and then I just remember looking at you and I go, do I fight him? Like, that's what, that's what I remember asking for for backup. Like, look, will my work visa be able to accept this? I get in trouble? It was all these these questions but and then i didn't do anything and he was so confused remember that he was just so confused that i just kind of looked at him yeah there was so much confusion if, if it would have been a movie the camera would have kept cutting to mm-hmm. each of us with a more and more confused look on our face because oh, yeah. he thought you were going to fight him you didn't know if you should fight him i wanted you to fight him but didn't want you to get deported there was so much stuff going on in that. <laughs> it was way too much. And, and, and it was the most overthinking I've ever done when it comes to scrapping somebody either. It was, it was just like, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm a, usually, usually it's jump in and realize that I'm way over my head and getting punched in the face. So <laughs> that's usually what's going on. I was also dating a girl too. That is, this is my, I think she was like my second serious girlfriend of all times too. And and she was she was way smarter than me, which is always what I've done with women. I'm just like I play way over, way over my head. And you've she, done well for yourself. She, I, 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 I ended really, really well. But she, she just thought I was an idiot. She just like, why are we in North Dakota? Because she was a drug addict and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like I just want to do cocaine and, and, and be the black guy, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, it was so much fun. And then this that that place, that place was so weird. It was it was Mitch Hedberg's favorite place, but it was so right. Busy. Yeah, it was it was like it was like a big compound where they had a comedy club, a peanut bar where you just go in and get beers and you can throw peanuts on the floor and chit chat. There was uh, Al's Italian. Uh, pasta bar oh i forgot they even have a restaurant they're like there's no oh yeah and then three big ballrooms yeah huge uh just the and then in the sports bar a a betting like a sports book where you could bet on horse races right but play blackjack the pig wheel and drink your face off yeah it was when i was up there in the winter i mean all i did was go over there in the afternoon get drunk stumble through shows the fact that i made it home alive is incredible you were living in that that hell of a uh, that hotel you were living in that that place it was just a wagon wheel like in every room right yeah it was a motel for sure oh, uh, it was it, disgusting was but, but then but then i want to move forward in our relationship <laughs> was not happy being in that place and i just i had to, i had to tire of that wagon wheel to keep her there <laughs> Just wake up singing, old Dan Tucker was a fine old man, washed his face with a frying pan, combed his hair with a wagon wheel, died with a toothache in his heel, while you're just sitting on a toilet all by yourself for the fourth straight month. Just, just water, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So then, it was so bizarre. It was also so bizarre that you had to go for like, uh, like three or four months at a time. It didn't make sense. It was just like, why are you here for so long? And you're like, oh yeah. So it was, it was six months. And then six. three, three weeks into that, all the listeners know, but three weeks into that, um, my ex-wife was pregnant with Isaac. Hold on. What? So 
So three weeks into my six okay. month okay, 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 stint, okay. I, she, I, I, she tried, I, I had to do the math there. I'm like, um, yeah, she called it me. It might not be yours if I do the math. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, it sure, it sure is. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was hell. But the good thing was, I met a ton of people, and meeting right. you was helpful because then I ran into you at the belly room of the comedy store. I was working out a set for something. You saw me and introduced me to your manager, who then became my first manager. Oh, I apologize. No, uh, I, I think he's fantastic still. I are you sure that was the next time we seen each other? I thought we kind of stayed in touch a little bit, like because I thought. Well, I, I think, that, you know, I actually think I may have called you for that spot on that show. Maybe. It could have been. I, I can't remember exactly how it went down. Maybe it was I, Brian Irwin's show, maybe. Yes, it was Brian Irwin. But I, I just, I, I remember I, I, that you were hilarious. And I, and I, Alex, I was just introducing Alex to everybody. Uh, and it was because, because uh, when I met Alex and I was just like, oh, he just had these comics that were an, a different gen. Like, I don't even know if they were a different gender. They were just a different style. And like, you need, like, you're, dude, you're, you're cool as shit. You need some cool people. So, Oh and, uh, yeah, and, I, and Alex is the manager that we right. that we both yeah. had. Yeah, yeah, and I and I remember always wanting to be, and I've still to this day. I remember, uh, I can tell you, like when I stopped working at Brad Garrick's comedy club because I looked at the roster and I'm like, not gonna be fucking floating with these people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never worked in Vegas except, uh, well, you brought me to Reno one time. Now listen, when you want to talk about the full circle, you brought me to Reno one time, and at the end of the week, you said, we can't work together anymore. We're too similar. And I no, thought that was no, no, thought, no. Uh, we didn't stop working together until after, um, after um, Chicago, like uh, when we got in trouble out in Chicago. And I was like, we got to stop working together. <laughs> I just go off the rails when I get with you, and I have too much fun. And I, I don't, I, I never watch comedy, and all I do is sit in the back of the room and fucking giggle like a little girl the whole time you're, you're on stage. And I, I just feel like I'm getting influenced by you now, so I have to, I have to break away from you. And then you go on and become a fucking superstar, and I'm like, well, fuck, this is bullshit. That's I'm, not true. I'm on my way to Mars, and you fucking found the moon immediately. <laughs> That's not true at all. But do you want to? Can you tell the story about? St. Charles. I'll tell the story about St. Charles, but uh, do we want to talk about Alex and all that, and you know, like who who we were sure. hanging out with? Cause, yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know, it was like uh, uh, Chris uh, Hardwick was uh, yep. was was one of the guys that I introduced Alex, and and uh, I also introduced uh, Gaffigan. I like I we yeah. were we we're all kind of I, I introduced all these people and and got them with Alex, and then I left. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But I remember, I remember Alex had uh, Panette oh. was helping out with Panette. And then he, he had Panette bring me on the road. But one time it was so, I think it was in Irvine. It was so close to Los Angeles that Chris Hardwick came to MC the shows. But I had grown up watching him on Singled Out. And I knew how funny, I mean, I've seen his stand up. It's so funny. And so I, I was just thinking like, why, why are you going first? I didn't understand well. the the LA system where um, it doesn't matter out there. You just want to get on stage and do got to get on stage and you, you would take your well, one, uh, one of the things, and I don't know if this is before I met Alex or after I met Alex, but one weekend, uh, and this is, this is like a long time ago. This is when the Irvine. So this is before Alex. So the Irvine improv was at another location completely, like not even at that mall. So okay. 
it was at Jamboree or someplace like that. It was I was the MC. Uh, Jamie Kennedy was doing guest sets. Wow. Uh, Gaffigan was uh, featuring, and what? John, John Panette was headlining. Oh my God! So that's so like I, a thousand dollar ticket right now. Well, yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a fundraiser right now. That's what it yeah. is. That's no, a, like, that, you know that. So so, and I just remember uh, I was just like. Because uh, I knew Gaffigan from from New York, we were friends, and I was like, I got to work with my buddy Gaffigan, and then this John Panette. It was the first time I met John Panette, and I'm like, what is this beast? Every so often, you f- walk into somebody and you're like they destroy in a way, yeah, that you have no idea, like that they would destroy, and it was just like crushing, like you know, like and and the people were rabid for him, you know. And and then Gaffigan was, you know, this level. I just remember I I get off stage after like I bring Panette on. I walk outside and Gaffigan's making out with this girl on the balcony, <laughs> on the balcony. And this is like way before he's married and he's he's single at this time. So like there's I'm not anything like. But so I'm not talking at a turn. But it was great because all of a sudden they were around the corner and I'm just like oh, I'm like I gotta get away from there. So I come around this corner and, and there's this guy. I'm, I'm looking for my wife. She looks like this. I'm like holy shit, that's the girl that Gaffigan. <laughs> So, and then Jamie Kennedy was just bombing his ass off. I'm like, what is this mess? I remember thinking, what, was like, this around his movie where his big movie came out? I can't. Yes. So he had, he, okay. I, uh, I want to say the, I can't remember what, but I had to mention movie and people know who they Malibu's were. most wanted. No, no. Before that. So it was like oh. scream or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, and then him and him and Gaffigan end up in, um, three Kings together that movie three kings oh that's right so they both end up in that movie so and uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then i ended up in a monkey movie so you know how it all worked out <laughs> yeah you great. were in uh what was it M- mvp i was in mvp2 and i was okay. all mxp one i played a hero and the other one i played a villain that's right oh kid. i remember that because you gave me the copies and my kids wore that thing out love it my and then fav- every time you showed up, they were like, there he is. There he is. <laughs> My favorite part about that whole thing. So I was playing pickup hockey in uh, L.A. and Tim Robbins and a bunch of people were there. Like like big names were there. And there's these kids watching. And then and they called me over and they're like, hey, were you in? Uh, were you in-? <laughs> and they didn't give a shit about everybody else. I'm like, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> That's pretty fantastic. It was. It was. It was pretty great. And like. And then all these guys don't know who I'm. I'm like, who's that? Who's that idiot? Why is he signing things? Don't worry about it. I'm a child hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, you, go Chicago. Yep. Zanies. So this goes back to us hanging out and just we had so much. I I just would. They're like, do you want to work with Chad? Uh, yeah, just me and Chad, and Chad, and Chad, and I, Chad. Yeah, Chad, Chad, Chad. Just want to hang with Chad because I, I, you, you have this this personality where I just have so much fun with you. You know, you're one of those guys that I, I just, yeah, I, I can be myself and not worry about anything I say and be as stupid as I want, talk business yeah. or just talk anything. And I love yeah. it. I have so much fun, right? So, so we're in uh, St. Charles. And it's a resort called the Pheasant Run, and it's just a pile of shit, right? It's just, it's just. I remember going there. I remember the first one of the first times I went there. Uh, uh, that band Great White was doing a gig in some place, and they burnt down the building. You remember that? Oh yeah. 
And all Absolutely. I could think was uh, that could happen at this place any moment. That's how big of a piece of shit it was. It was well, just... right, because it, that place used to be a barn and a silo way back in the day, and they redid it into part of the resort. Now, no safety standards. Right, and and you you walked in thinking this is a piece of shit because you're headlining and you've been cool places. I'm featuring, and so I walk in and I'm like. They have a pool that's inside, but if you swim underneath the window, you're it's now it's outside. So I'm thrilled about it. Well, at the time, I'm still at that phase that you are. But now I'm looking back on it. I'm like, holy shit. How did you not get babies <laughs> every time you went there? You know, and, and and just and just laughing at the people that took it as a, as a vacation. We're getting away. We're getting away. What was Kentucky Fried Chicken closed? You know, <laughs> there was one time I was there without you unfortunately and it was a homeschool convention so everybody that homeschooled their kids went there so their kids could touch other children and see other kids and this i was standing in line waiting for food at the little uh what a hamburger hamlet or whatever it was and this kid turns around and he sticks his hand out and he goes hello sir and i'm just like i can't do this children of the corn shit right now i'm hungover i just want a chicken sandwich and i want to go back to my room and that's how you were the whole time you're, we were there. Every time we just, just, it was just, just out of control the whole time. So yeah. we're there. And I think, I, I don't know what, this is, this is towards the end of us not working together. And, and it's, it, to me, it's the hardest part about comedy is not getting to work with your friends anymore. Yeah. You know, it just, it happens to everybody, you know, at some, and then there, then there's people that become hugely famous and then they don't want to follow you. They don't want to take you on the road and follow you. I'm just like, you dick, you're famous. Just take me on the road. You know? Sure. So anyways, I'm not going to interrupt you. Trust me, you're famous. So, so <laughs> that happens and we're there and you went on stage and you didn't tell me, but you had your nuts hanging out of your, out of well, your pants. you asked for something to drink because you were on stage. Oh, and then yes. I went up to deliver. I go, let me deliver the drink. And then this is back. People that have listened to this podcast from the beginning know I had a huge nuts out of my zipper phase. <laughs> And so I pulled them out and I walked on stage and I just go, look down, look down. And you look down and you. St <laughs> I laughed so hard. I farted. That's what I remember. <laughs> I remember it, was just one of, it was one of those out of control laughs. I was just like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. And then you went on stage. You went on stage with them out and it took them at least five minutes before they noticed your nuts are out. And I think then one lady, yeah. went, oh, my God, they're out. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was so fun. And then after that. We were sitting down by the elevators. There were two elevators and we were just sitting on the couch and I had again had my nuts out just to see. And some guy got out of the elevator and lost his mind and you could not remember, stop laughing. Do you, do you remember before it? Do you oh, remember, I don't know. Because we went. So at the time there was a new uh, girl that ran the this play, uh, the bar downstairs. Remember they had a bar downstairs and yep. there was kind of she was around our age and she was at the show. And she seen the nuts out and she thought it was hilarious and stuff like that. <laughs> so we went down to the bar afterwards, like you'd always do, and we get all these free drinks. And you ordered a drink and you had your nuts out. And she kicked us out. Do you remember that? She kicked us out. Oh, that's why we had to sit at the by the elevators. Right. So we yes. went. And now this is about, mind you, this is about 2.33 in the morning. Because yep. I think it closed at four or something like that, right? Yep. So, and you had your nuts out again. And all of a sudden there was just kids everywhere. <laughs> You remember there were just kids and you like instantly put your nuts away you're like oh, what the hell's going on why are there kids here 
and then and then they were gone and then you and then he took your nuts out again and we're just sitting there just <laughs> and this guy seen it and he fucking my kids and, and i remember again i'm like calm down first of all it's 3 a.m why is your kid fucking running around here like at a resort like fucking put him away you piece of shit but he was yelling at us but you remember we got in so much trouble we got in so much trouble for the oh, bar yeah. the bar that so rick hewitt who's passed away who i miss i i he just it was a great man he was unreal and, I, and i'm gonna tell a story uh shining some light on that at the end of this but do you remember he called up he called up right yep i was the one that got blamed for their nuts out i was that girl said i had my nuts out that's how they i do thought, it they start he's like i'm sorry and we can't use you anymore because the, the hotel's so upset and i'm just like <laughs> Oh, all right. But I didn't have my nuts out. And he's like, I, I didn't say, well, Chad had his nuts out. I was just like, no, I didn't have my nuts out. You know, like one of those things. I'm like, no. And I was, I was I'm like, I'm fucking four feet taller than fucking Chad. How does she fuck that up for Christ's sake? And she's seen him on stage and I'm the one that's fucking taken. And I was like, I just, I just remember, I'm fucking, I don't want to come back to this pile of shit anyways. You guys like, hey, horrible. So anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. So what, what, what do you the, have? The next morning when I'm going to check out of my room, there is a line like I have never oh. seen on a Sunday morning at the front desk. People are demand. So what happened was somebody complained about my nuts. They got a <laughs> refund. They got their their night uh, whatever rate refunded. They got their $65 back. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody in line must have heard it and just telephoned it right on down the line. Hey, say you saw somebody's nuts and they give you your room. So everyone was trying to get a refund, but there were no way there were that many people in right. that bar. Right, right. So uh, so Rick calls me, and this is what I just, I found incredible. I felt like shit because he called me and he goes, <clears throat> Chad, I can't talk long. I'm actually in the hospital with my wife. My wife's in the hospital. I just wanted to call and say, we love you. We think you're funny, but this nut shit has to stop. And I was just like, you got it. And he goes, all right, I'm going to go tend to my wife. I'll, I'll talk to you later. And I was like, that's it. Well, I got the other call. We can't use you anymore because you had your nuts out. Well, that's because I, I I should tell you, I told him it wasn't me. It was Ian. No, I'm just, I did. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That's your whole plan. How do I how do I become the headliner in this situation? Let me get my nuts out and blame it on somebody. His, name, his, last, his last name's Bag. Of course it's him. Of course. How did we not put this together? Oh, wake up, you stupid sons of bitches. He's a foreigner. Oh. He can't even punch back. <laughs> Holy shit. My stomach hurts. Um, That's chaos. So... Uh, everybody knows I asked for a list of stories and in the previous weeks I've been doing this thing called moose in the morning, but I can't do it anymore because it's been done. So uh, I do have uh, I do have a little something else um, that, I, that I'd like to give a shot. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> hey, everybody, this is Antelope in the AM. Hello. Good Monday. We got Ian Bag in the hot seat with his nuts in his pants. Don't worry, future guests. Hey, everybody, that was Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. You can walk like an Egyptian if you want, just not after 9-11 because you look like one of them. Hey, everybody, again, it's Antelope. Ian Bag in the hot seat. Ian, why don't you tell us about how you lost your virginity? Oh, this is how it works. Yeah, this is just straight up morning radio. Oh, it's good to be here, Antelope. Uh, so, 
I enjoyed your work when you used to be with Moose Knuckle and the boys. That was a good. That was, that was a good. That was a good time. I thank you, and I appreciate it. Right, and it's just me and deer right uh, now. Antelope and deer in the with a deer in the antelope play. <laughs> uh, so so uh, uh, so I was a virgin at eighteen, and my mom's from Australia. That's it. Figure it out from there. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you two facts, and then you make the story. <laughs> so my grandma died when I was in high school. My Australian grandma died when I was high, in high school. My mom, she had a stroke, so and she took a while. And my mom went over to take care of her. And then the rest of the family went over after school was done. And my grandma had passed away in the meantime. And and I ended up, everybody, to take, you know, it all took took its course and everybody was there for the, the summer, my parents and everybody. But I decided to stay afterwards. I stayed, I stayed for another, I think nine months. I was there for almost a year, but I was a virgin wow. at the time. And uh, my cousin Tyrone, that's right. It's Tyron in Australia, but it's, I call him Tyrone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he lived in my grandfather's house as well. And my grandma's gone. So it's this big house in, in Sydney. And he used to have all these girls come over. I was just like, I'm like the guy's 15. How's he? Like how's he? He's like, he's like wheeling these like 20 year old broads. It's very impressive. Right? <laughs> so I, I finally ask him. I'm like, how do you meet all these girls? Yeah, he was like, hey, you want to meet one? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know. So one day, he knocks at my door. Hey, this is so and so. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, hey, how are you? She comes into my room. I'm like, oh, well, this is interesting. Boom! I lose my virginity. She leaves. My cousin comes back to the door about a half an hour later when he's, his girl leaves. He goes, I'm going to need $200. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I'm like for what? And he goes, to pay the hooker, you idiot. <laughs> so that's how you do it. He was wheeling hookers into my grandparents' place. <laughs> at 15. At 15. It was insane. Uh, so I consider that. I consider that my COVID year. Don't, I don't include it. <laughs> it's so interesting that you're like all right if you would have given me those two facts i was a virgin at 18 my mom's australian i would have not come up with your 15 year old cousin bought a hooker for you oh oh no 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 no, oh, no, no. didn't buy me a hooker he, he got me a hooker oh, made that's me right. pay for it. and i'm sure i'm sure it wasn't even the price that i gave him i'm sure he, he he upcharged me as well i'm sure he made a profit off me so he's he's all of a sudden become a madam. Oh, he's just uh, he's, he's just he's a, he was a wheeler and a dealer then. Oh, yeah. tyrant. Uh, so that's how I that's how I lost my virginity, and uh, to this day, I have to leave money on the counter after. <laughs> it sounds very special. It does. It was. It was definitely. It was definitely not an '80s teen romance movie. <laughs> <laughs> just like, come on in. <laughs> I'm done. Here you go. Here's two hundred bucks. To me, it was so bizarre because you came in. I was like, she just wheeled it like it's boom. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I didn't. I just said hi. I'm. I've really got things going on at this moment. (laughs) Oh, she's got condoms. That's interesting. (laughs) My game is on fire right now. I should stay in this room a lot more because I get a lot of pussy in here. (laughs) (laughs) This must be the pussy room. This has got to be it. Hey everybody, Antelope in the AM. That was Ian Beck's story about losing his virginity. I know you lost your virginity, Ian, but tell me about when you lost your dog twice. <laughs> you fucker. You did these on purpose. I thought like I you made me think of so so I've got two to uh, two time I've uh 
So once I have a dog named Lou who okay. is just he's uh, he's scared of everything. He's a pit bull. He thinks he's tough, but he's terrified of everything uh, and doesn't listen like just the most arrogant dog I've ever met. I, he seems emo and arrogant at the same time. So, <laughs> so one night I live at the beach uh, and he's he's got a collar on and he's got a little light on it. It's night. I'm like, all right, I'm going to see, you know, how far can he run? Right. We're at the beach. I mean, <laughs> All the way to Washington. Well, right? that's what I found out. I thought he'd turn around. <laughs> <laughs> he just started going. It was hilarious. I just say, obviously, I see, I like, all of a sudden, you see him on top of the, a sand dune, and then you hear birds flying away, and then you just see <laughs> the light leave the area. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm <laughs> chasing after the light, and the light is out. <laughs> facing me like you wouldn't believe and it's just keeping it going i'm like what the fuck <laughs> now i have to come back and tell my wife after an hour i'm like look we gotta go i gotta get a car i gotta go look for lou i can't find lou she's like what are you why why are you looking for lou how do you get off the leash and i'm like i don't let him off the leash she's like you let him off the leash yeah there's there's three things in life you don't do you pay your taxes you make sure you have health care and you don't let lou off the beach that's you know the, 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 so, so i was like I, and i screwed that all up but but so so i'm just like i you know feeling bad and you know that feeling when you lose a dog you're just like oh how do yeah. i find this dog it's pure panic and so she's like, go get him. So I get the keys and I open the door. He's just standing there. He's just like sitting there like, hey, man, how come you left the beach? <laughs> He's got that look <laughs> on his face. He's just like, why would you leave the beach? I seen you leave. I don't know. I was just, I was way up there. I had to run back quick. I'm like, I found the dog. So anyways, that's, uh, so Lou's never been off the leash ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and then she had this other dog, uh, Roxy, who died when she was 18, which, which uh, she, she was a great dog. She's a cattle dog that she found in the ditch. Um, I remember Roxy. Roxy lived in the uh, apartment by Man's Chinese Theater, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because yep. yep. we used to go running in uh, Runyon Canyon, right? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So Ian used to live by Man's Chinese Theater where they have all the handprints and then they have all the uh, people dressed up like superheroes. Yes. And then if you go... Up from there, you get to Ian's apartment, and up further from there, you get to Runyon Canyon, which is a place where people go. I mean, we used to run all the way up and all the way back down. And when I was out there last year with my daughter, we walked up it, and I had to take several breaks. Oh, it's it's insane. We used to we used to do very be in pretty good shape. That's I was yeah. like, I have, I have no idea what was going on. Like, I would see uh, Lance Armstrong running on the same hills as us. You know, like I was like, yeah. What am I doing working out on the same hills as Lance Armstrong? Make sense at all. So I would take Roxy up there, and I'd do. I, I'd get to a certain point, and I'd do laps up and down, like I'd burn up and then burn. And she'd sit at the top and and watch me. And while I was doing these two, these two feminine guys walk by, and I and I finished my laps, and she was gone. And I Ooh. was, like, I was like, oh. So I, I run to the. I go, I go get running, and I don't. I get to the top, and they're not there so i run back down i like run back down the way i came and i can't find her and then i go up the other way and here's these two gay guys and roxy having like sandwiches together 
hanging together he goes and they're like we didn't know who she who she was she just started following us i'm like you have sandwiches of course she followed you you fucking assholes you think it was the guy that might have been that she was watching running up and down the thing i just remember but i just my big thing that i want to bring up is that 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 feeling you get when you lose a dog is just there's nothing you're like what do i do it's sheer panic because there's just no way to trace you know it's oh, just, I mean, unless you're like some kind of animal tracker. It just doesn't make sense. I'm just like, they could be anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah, anywhere. They could be on the moon. What are you going to Mars? It doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> oh so it was my two losing my dog story. I don't know why I want anybody to lose their dog. I don't know why I decided to tell those stories. Because I, I hope that's better than Cronin's. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Anything is uh, better than that. Hey, I'm not going to go back into that thing, but... Um, I do want you told me before we started and I was like, wait, 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 because you told me that you went shopping and you had to get a group away from you. Well, so my wife hates going shopping with me like she loves it, but hates it. Uh, so we've had a couple stories. So yesterday we went to home goods to get something, you know, first of all, you got to line up, you got to line up outside, you got to stay. And it drives me insane that. Some people are still up on you. You're like, it's been nine months. We all know what six feet is. Like, fuck off, right? <laughs> so so I, I'm already getting anxious because somebody's on us. So we get in there, and now they got lines, one directions on the floor. Go this way, go that way. Sure. So I'm going to uh, – I had to get something. So I had to I know I had to go to the specific place. So I had to follow the lines and go around and miss it six times because, you know, one-way streets. And I finally get the aisle and then there's a lady in there. I wait at the end. She finishes her stuff and I go into the middle. Right. Suddenly there's eight people around me. Right. And my <laughs> wife's beside me and I'm just like, I don't like this. She's like, shut up, stay calm. And I'm just like, and I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of these people and not get my wife mad at me and not come across like a complete asshole and just, you know, so I'm just like, fuck it. I just, I just started clapping. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's like why are you doing they think your special needs and you're stemming because they can't see your face because of the mask you asshole and they cleared like you wouldn't believe they just, <laughs> they all just went different directions and i was just like this is the best idea i've come up with yet because you don't get angry you're just like yeah and i can't remember the tune i did but i just started and just had the aisle to myself again it was great <laughs> sometimes I get in that moment too and everyone's heard of it on here but I think I might now that you brought up the St. Charles story I might start pulling the nuts back out yeah, bring them out that'll clear the aisles I just think listen if you can't pull your mask up I can't pull my panties up here no. are my balls it's it's so bizarre when I see somebody's nose now I feel like I've seen their goods I feel like it you know I feel like it doesn't, doesn't feel good I, uh, I have another kids, look away kids look, that's a nose look away my god <laughs> his nostrils I've had a another time with my wife so we were at we went to a target and uh and all the refrigerators were taped up because and then I asked the guy what's going on with the we had uh we had the power went out yesterday and we have to replace all the food because it was it was uh, out for 24 hours right Ooh. so I'm like oh, okay I understand and I'm just, and I'm watching this guy, and he just wanders up to the ice cream, and it's taped up. And he starts hammering on the, on you know, trying to get the door open. And I'm like, "You're gonna get diarrhea." I'm like, "Yeah." 
you're gonna shit your pants. You ever had water bum? <laughs> so I just kept yelling at him, and he just he got finally got in and got ice cream, and I and he got near us, and I was like, "You're gonna shit your pants. You know that, right?" And he goes, "Why?" And I go, "It's it's been, the freezer's been off for 24 hours." Goes, oh well, just continues on. But my, but my wife's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, this is a bad neighborhood. This is where people kill you about ice cream. <laughs> you know? I'm just like, can you just? She's such a, she's such a, she's such a strong woman, and it just falls apart when I say something in public. You, how dare you? If a stranger notices my thing, but I love the word. She, this is what she said. She just got. She just stopped. She goes, "You got to realize, not every place is a fucking stage." <laughs> oh, anytime they bring that up, you know it's dead serious it's dead. because they are cutting to the core. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely be that guy that ripped the door open for ice cream, though. Just, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, absolutely. <laughs> and I also understand where your wife is coming from because I have a, a permanent scar from a pinch that I received on my inner thigh from my daughter once. Uh-huh. Because uh, we were at <clears throat> a restaurant, and it's, well, it's kind of like a, a drive in, drive through kind of place. But there's a, a little place where you can eat outside of the front counter. And then um, there was this girl that was running. She, she, was, she must have forgotten her umbrella. She did because that's why she came back. But she was running down the hill. Uh-huh. And she had, you know, uh, some heft to her, right? <laughs> and so it's like you can see the momentum and there's some, some yeah, shaking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this mom and her three kids are just laughing so hard at this girl. And so um, the girl gets in there and then the mom goes, oh, hey, how are you? And she gives the girl a hug. And I go, no, I go, you guys were just having a great time. Right. And then the, the girl leaves again with her umbrella and they start laughing at her again. And I go, you know what? I understand you didn't recognize her before. So you were laughing at her. But right. now you know who she is. You gave her a hug and you're still encouraging your children to laugh. And then Olivia is just has a hold of my inner thigh, pinching me like, shut the fuck up, dad. And you're like, and uh, and the mom goes, kids, let's get out of here. It's it's getting awfully cold in here. And I go, well, I go, well, it's warm in hell. So enjoy thawing, (laughs) bitch. And she leaves and her kids are looking at me nervous. And my kids both, you know, all Isaac does. He's across from me and he just has his head down because he's just like, oh, my God. Please let me end up like my mother. Please. (laughs) Please let me look away from things. What is that a situation? I better get involved. (laughs) Dude, this, I got to tell you something. Um, I was, so Cy has been gone from the podcast and Mm -hmm. I thought, um, who can I have? Who can I have? Who's just, who haven't I talked to in a while that I love the most? And one name popped up. It was Jim Gaffigan. But he didn't get back to me. So no, of course it's Ian Bag. Um, we have had so much fun. I think back on my career. You let me stay with you. So number one, you introduced me to my first manager. And people don't like when I compliment the guests, but I don't give a shit. Turn it off. You introduced <laughs> me to my first manager. Um, you were one of these guys that was in LA, um, but you didn't act Hollywood. When you said you were going to do something, you did it. You let me stay with you when I would come out to Los Angeles. I watched my first, I watched my first television appearance at your house. I thought it was somebody else's house. It was actually your place. Um, 
And I just like I, I you brought me on the road with you. You introduced me to tons of people. You invited me to your wedding, and I I just I can't thank you enough for all of that. And uh, and and anyways, just thanks for everything. Chad, that's what you do with friends. Yeah, you treat them I like know. they're your friend. And you're you've always been my friend since the moment I met you. It just was very easy. And I pick up. I'm you know our 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 lives are very different than most people's and I am able to pick up with you right where we left off every time. And I don't feel guilty for not talking to you for a while because you get it. Uh, I yep. get, I get jealous when you don't stay with us in, in, in LA anymore. I'm just like, well, fuck Chad, son of a bitch. Well, you shop in a bad neighborhood. I can't be risking it. <laughs> if you don't have frozen ice cream, I can't come down. <laughs> but no, I, I, uh, you're one of the funniest. And there's nobody that I appreciate more doing well. I just love watching you just... Just you know, your 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 success is just fantastic, and I and I love. It. I actually did my last CD with uh, with eight hundred pound gorilla because you did it. I was like, I'm like, I want to be where Chad was. So that's just to let you know. Well, that's nice. They're they're great people, and uh, and again, oh, um, I just fantastic. And thanks so much for doing the show. Thanks for having and, me. Yeah, and I gotta go. Okay, bye. Uh, hey, everybody. I don't normally do this after the show, but I just wanted to mention a couple things. Uh, again, I know I fluffed his nuts the entire episode, but Ian is one of the funniest people. He's a comics comic, but crushes rooms. Um, you can check out some of his stuff. His latest is Everybody Wants Some. You can buy it on Apple Music or you can go. Here's what I would do personally, but do your own stuff, of course. I would make a uh, a, an Ian bag station on Pandora because then all his stuff will come up. People that are similar to him will come up and then you can probably, I think you can request on Pandora now to listen to an entire album. Also Spotify, of course, uh, Ianbag.com, And he has a podcast where he gets three individuals. I've been on it. I was on it with Michael Costa from, it's interesting because you're friends with people and then you realize when you're about to give their intros, you're like, oh, shit, they have been trying really hard. So I was with Michael Costa, who's on The Daily Show. He's a correspondent on The Daily Show. And I was with um, Jeff Dye as well, who's on sitcom after sitcom. He is a very funny, uh, beautiful man. So is Michael. But we've been friends for so long that I just want to go, hey, I was on with Michael Costa and, and Jeff Dye. And then uh, it's funny to go, oh, that's right. They're, uh, they're doing wonderful things. So you can check out Around the Bag, that's what the podcast is called, on the Ian Bag Comedy Channel on YouTube. So I know that's a lot of info. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. I had a ton of fun. Um, I have some great guests lined up. And then uh, we're going to get Cy back to health. And then we're going to burn this motherfucker to the ground. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.